Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, the legit boss. You are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Ed Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, they live at Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, bad news or good news, depending on who you are and which one of us you like and you're here for. I'm no, no, quitting. I'm, I might quit too. Okay, so we're on the same page. Raw going in raw, at least the raw recap. I like SmackDown and stuff. Uh, is currently up for auction. This 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 slot right here. Maybe this the one raw too. Monday show for at least my frame. Possibly Larson saying his too, because they did the thing that I said I would quit over. They did it. The Miz got something. the money in the bank. Go, go ahead. You Let me ask you something. Um. So back when uh, uh, Carmella won Money at the Bank, that's when she had uh, Ellsworth. So when she cashed in, did she actually run down and hand the, the the briefcase to the ref to cash in, or was he involved in that in any respect? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a damn good question. Um, I don't recall. Uh, uh, nonetheless, it, it wasn't like Morrison cashed in the briefcase unknowingly. You know what I mean? Miz was right there. He was. He was. It's. Uh, Okay, it, so, no, uh, so I'm I'm looking. She did so looking okay, at this. You. She gave it to him. I'm assuming, and this is a huge assumption to make, a massive assumption that somebody in WWE did their continuity work and went back and made sure that that there that no precedent had been set in terms of somebody else cashing in. But there's been a lot of cash ins over the years. That was just um, the only time, I, uh, or at least most recent uh, example. Of uh, someone, you know, having someone else maybe potentially hand the briefcase over. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. it's not a situation where, again, as I was saying, Morrison did it without the Miz's knowledge. Miz was right there. Just the fact that Morrison was the one that physically handed the briefcase over to the ref should be immaterial. You know, it was like, let, me, hey, it, let like, me ask you this. Like, like, hold on, hold on. What if, uh, 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 for example, uh, when Lesnar had the briefcase, if Heyman was the one to hand over the briefcase to the ref yeah. and declare he's cashing it? He is Would that the be null and void even if he won then? It's the representative of the person. He's the representative. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I am kind of curious if, I, if this was 
something that was decided in advance of TLC. Miz would cash in, but hey, we can do it over. Um, or if this is something after the cash in, because like the, according to Wrestle Votes, there are all sorts of you know that they had been trying to come up with scenarios where Miz would cash in. Yeah. Um, and and Vince didn't like any of them. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, maybe this was an advance of TLC, and then they were like, "Yeah, we can get, just get it back on them because who cares, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Ricky Scur- what Ricky Ricky Scurry's putting up polls now on the on our Twitch. Anyways, um, so yeah, okay. So that out of the way. Hold on, hold on. Hmm. I'm watching Lesnar cash in. Oh, Heyman had the briefcase to the ref. Yeah. Yeah, he cashed in on Seth, and, and Heyman wasn't actually. Heyman was the one who actually physically gave the briefcase to the ref. I guess maybe because no stink was made, then they didn't do that. Maybe Heyman is his official representative. Maybe that's why he's got his his is uh, what do you call it? power of attorney, perhaps. Uh, so I'll I'll put it this way: I don't necessarily mind the specific way they did it. I kind of actually like that scrap iron came around the corner and said, Hey, you know what? Fair is fair. According to the bylines or whatever, this is yours again. After Was Miz suffered a, a defeat against grand middle league, who is a terrific competitor. And that kind of bugged me that they, you know, compared him to uh Kevin Federline. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, the Miz now with the briefcase, we're just running it back to endless Miz TVs where he drones on and on and on and on and on. Um, I don't know where it goes from here, man. I mean, hopefully they, they get it. They get it into somebody else's hands. I mean, at this point, it's like, dude, I just, I wanted to be done with money in the bank at this point. Just I know. put it off again. They're until souring, June. souring money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Something that for the most part has been fun again. Yeah. For the most part there's been time yeah. for it has been, but for the most part, it's been fun. They're running it into the ground. It's like a guy yes. who just won't stop at the same joke over and over again, which I've been guilty of plenty of times. Well, then but, no one, no one, like Miz is an unbelievable champion. If he were to successfully cash in, I'm not going to believe him as champ. I don't believe, gonna believe him, him against Sheamus. I don't believe him against Keith Lee. And I certainly don't believe him against Drew McIntyre. Just none of it nope, makes nope, sense. Nope. He lost tonight against Grand Metalik, a guy they compared to Kevin Federline. Yep. So, so I don't know, man. I think it's, it's, it's wild. Oh, AJ stupid. Styles, like Miz couldn't beat AJ Styles at this point either. There is a long list of people on Raw that uh, uh, if you score off against the Miz in the ring, like I don't believe the Miz is going to win. The way way he is booked at this point, he is not believable to beat basically anybody. He belongs in the 24-7 division. Mm. Because he's not even like all that. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe he is crafty given that he got the damn thing back. Well, there's crafty and there's this like publicly throwing a fit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, otherwise I'll be honest with you, man. So I don't know. I'll put off quitting raw for right now. Anyways, unless we receive some really great offers in our comments on YouTube. So leave a comment well, with your best so, offer. For so, this so far, thing. so far, $8 is top offer. So, all right. Um, otherwise I like comparatively speaking and we're talking the bar about was a, set, the bar was set really low last week, a really low bar, a very low bar. Raw wasn't bad this week. It was all right. That was, it was okay. All right. It's all right. There's some they stuff to like start off with a decent match. Uh, yeah. 
Let's talk about this real quick before we get into the actual meat of the show, because a lot of people were buzzing about that ending, the cliffhanger ending. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that? Randy Orton lights the match. He's maybe going to set her on fire as the Fiend's uh, light show sort of enters its intro with the coming down. Here's here's I wouldn't have thought about this, but someone in chat mentioned it before we got started that. So Raw Talk immediately follows Raw on the network. And uh, someone, I, my apologies uh, for not uh, crediting this individual, mentioned that on Raw Talk, you could see the ring in the background looked like there had been a fire in it. Yeah, right. So to keep up the illusion or the mystery of it, like lower the lights mm-hmm. Yeah, in the ring area so you don't know. Follow through. Yeah, dude, I know. That, that's honestly way too much to ask. It really is at this at this point, way too much to ask. You know what? It seems I know I understand why you say that. At the same time, it's a very basic thing. You end the show on a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. All you gotta do is keep the house lights down. The most Just bring up bring up the lights. The the, the studio lights you use to light the set of raw toss. The most basic That's thing to ask. All you have one to person do should to look at this and say. The mystery that you set up at the end of your show, One because person. as a cliffhanger, it's, it's 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 you know it's it's evocative. It's like, oh, did shit? Did he do it? Did One some- person we should look at that and say, this is the ring that this just happened in. It's a big cliffhanger. Shouldn't we bring that down? I don't know if people are just checked out there, or if there is literally a decision making process where somebody's like, nah, we got to keep it up because Vince likes how it looks. But it's just. May seem like a small thing, but it's like okay, I see the ring back there. No, like anything got lit on fire in there, so he must not have done it. All right, mystery solved. I don't have to tune in next week. The whole point I mean, of the cliffhanger is so mm-hmm. you turn to the next week to see what happened. Yeah, or but, thunder. Yeah, yeah. But if they ruin the mystery in their post show, clear as day, no mystery. I actually dug the cliffhanger aspect of it. I'll be yeah, honest. It wasn't with bad. That. It was I know fine. a lot of people thought that hey, that was crap. I kind of dug it. I, I've actually been open about this. I think we shot. What did we do? The thing we did. So, oh, I think it was on a, one of our bonus episodes where we talked about how to get ratings up. Mm. And one of my ideas was more cliffhangers. Um, I really enjoyed the last time they did a cliffhanger. It had something to do with Drew McIntyre and somebody Orton. Oh, probably Orton. Yeah, they're about to square off or something. And they went and they just they just ended right when they were going to have some action. Oh, it was, it was Hell in a Cell. The go home to Hell in a Cell. Yeah, okay, cool. Orton was inside uh, Hell in a Cell and Drew was on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, I liked it. I thought it reminded me of Nitro. Nitro had some cool, uh, they had some cool conventions that they would stick by and one of them was cliffhangers. And it really did get me to want to tune in again. Um, I thought that this could have been done in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm corresponding with him lighting the match and then one set of lights goes down and he sort of takes each additional step maybe until until maybe he lights the match like it's a sequence of events where the fiend is like oh do it again and i'm, I'm on my way and then the light mm-hmm. comes down so i think but they got that general idea across um so yeah i i like i liked it as a cliffhanger i mean the raw talk thing i get you i think that with for wwe it's t- when I say it's too much to ask, you know how I mean that. Like it's WWE. Somebody there doesn't ask the right questions sometimes. And that's just it's irritating. But it's like, that's just what we're stuck with, you know. Um, 
It'd have been great if they had like some sort of like, you know, burn decal they could put in the middle of the ring. That would have been cool. Or like you said, preserve the mystery, kill the lights. They do plenty of stuff on Talking Smack and Raw Talk that, you know, like, for example, Paul Heyman, when he's on Talking Smack. Yeah, he's great. You know, they 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 continue all sorts of threads, you know, with him and Kevin Owens, um, and him Big and e, uh, yeah. Kayla, Big E. Yeah. Um, all sorts of stuff carries over. It would be nice to see that with a, a little touch like this. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I thought it was a pretty effective way. Randy Orton figuring out, Hey, this is going to, this is going to get the fiend back and we'll really mm-hmm. see if I, if I did away with him because I feel like I did. Um, I thought that was kind of a cool component to the story. So I'll, I'll be honest. I kind of like that. Yeah. I like the, the kind of the, the undercurrent of the whole thing was, was pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Him trying to see if he can draw the fiend back out or if this is all just a ruse or if Alexa's just, you know, kind of mad at this point, who knows? Mm, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought no, her performance stuff. Her. her performance stuff is so good. I yeah, mean, it's, she's been it's great. like a, it's like a like a like a one man show out there. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know she's out mm-hmm. there just doing a monologue or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool stuff. Let me go ahead and send out the Steve notes to the All new right. Twitch. There's one subs. last. There's one last kind of macro thing we could we could talk about before we get into the nitty gritty. Uh, we sure. have a new number one contender for WWE Championship. True. We um, uh, his name is Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he defeated Sheamus in the opening bout. More on that later. Uh, this match does not happen at the Royal Rumble, though. It happens next week on Legends Night. Excited for that? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, why not? Um, I'm not excited for the Legends aspect. I'm sorry. I thought you meant uh, the the Keith Lee Drew McIntyre. No, I meant match. Legends Night. I meant I meant Legends Night. The match would be really good, but Legends <sighs> Night as a whole. I mean, I mean we, we, we you know how this goes. Some mildly amusing gags from some old timers that waste time and is is more awkward than not, given how advanced their most of their ages really yeah. are at this point yeah. um no i'm i mean i'm not I don't, I don't care i'd rather have a regular episode of raw but whatever yeah i'd rather have a, a, a <laughs> like stone a, cold's a, not gonna be there so what do i care well booked <laughs> uh well paced uh, interesting episode of raw than than any legends really yeah um so uh so yeah no i i think that's great i mean I, look if if the match is Heading into the rumble, if it's a triple threat between these three, that's what I'm thinking too. Might be the case. Might be the case uh, at at the rumble. I'm totally cool with that. Mm-hmm. I think these these three could put on a match that's just as fun as that TLC match with Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, and and the Miz when he cashed in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or so we yeah. thought. Or so we thought. Yeah. Anyways, we, let's get to the details here. The show kicked off with uh, a card in memory of John Huber, Luke Harper, and WWE. Our uh, no. news beef today uh, that's available right now wherever podcasts are and on our YouTube channel, uh, we talk about him for the first uh, mm-hmm. chunk of the show. So if you want to hear about 17 that. 17 or so minutes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tom Phillips opens the show with uh, said, by saying, it's Monday, you know what that means. Mm-hmm. A phrase that Drew McIntyre used as well uh, once he made his way out to the ring. Uh, he kind of recaps his year, winning the Rumble, beating Brock, losing title, getting it back from Randy. Thanks to the fans. Says they really rally behind him. Mentions that he's defending title next week on Legends Night against either Keith Lee, Sheamus. This brings Sheamus out. He's like, "Hey, sorry for interrupting." And Drew goes, "No, you're not. I know what you're going to say. You're going to talk about what happened after the match last week." Sheamus said, "Yeah, uh, I kept my word, though." You said, "You know, no BS during the match. After the match, fair game." Uh, and Sheamus talks about that they. He and Drew had a dream to be in WWE to be champions. Now they're one week away from facing each other for the WWE title. 
Seamus is super excited about it. He says once he mows through Keith Lee, it's going to be the two of them. They're going to start 2020 the right way. Sorry, 2021 the right way. They're going to smash each other up. This brings Keith Lee out. He says, well, this is cute. Two best friends, a, one, a former champ, one current. Uh, says, Drew, you look awfully proud of your friend. And of course, in reference to Seamus bro-kicking Keith Lee last week, mm. calling the bout. Drew says, no. Lee says, Drew, you vouch for Seamus that I could trust him. Now there is zero trust. None. Your word is just as good as Seamus. Sorry, Seamus is, and Lee tells Seamus that every fiber of his being wants to beat his face and enforce an apology out of him. However, he's not going to do that. He's going to wait till the bell rings. And he tells Drew to reconsider who are your friends because uh, Seamus might end up stabbing you in the back too. And Seamus gets mad. Mm-hmm. says, the reason I kicked you is because you've been going around telling people I'm betraying my best friend. That's a good point, actually, from Seamus. It is a good right? point. That's solid motivation right there. What the heck, man? You're just going around accusing me of doing something? I haven't done anything? Yeah. And so Drew try, steps in between him and tries to calm things down. It's like, hey, let's get the match started now. Ref, come on. Uh, you know, be, hey, regardless of who wins tonight, I'm going to beat either of you next week. Mm. And so uh, as soon as he's done talking, Seamus hits Lee with a bro kick and then another. <laughs> well, Keith, Keith turns to Drew and says, what the hell did you just? And right as he says that, he eats a bro kick. He goes to the ground and then he eats another bro kick yeah, right as the ref knee, is yeah. getting in there. Yeah, yeah. So we commercial, we come yeah. back, yeah. And then we get that. Uh, Seamus uh, works Keith Lee's arm in this. Another really fun match between these two guys. Uh, you know, I mean, they, you know, individually, Seamus has been on a tear lately with some really, really fun matches. Keith Lee is always a joy to watch. Uh, I mean, dude, I, Seamus in 2020 is going to the top turnbuckle and coming off, crashing to the floor onto Keith Lee with like a double axe handle. And he looked. I'm not going to say terrified because I don't think the guy was terrified, but he was uneasy up there, but he's doing it, man. I mean, Seamus is putting in the work in these matches. He's been so much fun to watch lately. Uh, So that, I mean, there was like four minutes of match that took us to a commercial cliffhanger Uh, out of the commercial. uh, Keith Lee takes over pounces. Seamus, who is back up coming out of the air uh, does like a a great one arm spine buster looks for a spirit bomb. Doesn't get it. Hits a shoulder tackle for two, a fun splash, gets two on that. Sheamus gets him up for a white noise, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's one great part where Keith Lee grabs uh, Sheamus's wrist, and you can see Sheamus like start to start to very carefully call a spot under his breath. I love that. I love catching that. It's hilarious. Um, and then uh, in the end, though, Keith Lee hit a, a spirit bomb. For the win, I didn't. Right before this, I think I got distracted. Did, did was there any shenanigans here at the very end with the no. with the? Okay, okay, it was just straight oh, up win. Yeah, with, it was straight up win with Keith Lee. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. And so afterwards, uh, Keith rolls out of the ring, uh, and he and Drew have a nice, pleasant chat mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. their you know talk about their match next week involving yeah. Drew holding up the title. So, anyways, uh, next we see Elias backstage. He's uh, noodling on his guitar. Uh, Jackson Riker's bobbing his head along. He's to the vibing music. with it, man. He's into he it. Is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's a knock at the door. Riker's about to get up to answer. Elias tells him to ignore it. Continues playing. Then we have the Miz versus Grand Metalik. Uh, we have a brief Lucha House Party promo in advance. Uh, Lindsay is, is saying uh, Miz trying to get his money to bank briefcase back. It's about as useless as. And he can't think of the next phrase. Grand Metalik says, as useless as Miz's acting career, and Lindsay Perez says Grand Metalik going to win. What you did? Yeah, yeah, Grand Metalik, man. I, I really wish they knew how to use their luchadors better. 
um, because he is absolutely terrific. Lindsay Dorado's terrific. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Miz obviously suffering from some some confidence issues here. Putting it mildly. So he uh-huh. takes that L. Uh, it's a great bit early on where uh, Metal League is trying for all sorts of roll-ups and pinning combination. And Miz coming out to the ring, he looks like he's a wreck to begin with. <laughs> yeah. You know, he has to kick out of six or seven pinning combo- combos. Um, eventually, he j- gains control of the match. In the end, though, Metal League hits a corner boot. Uh, and then uh, reverses a power bomb into a sunset flip to get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had uh, oh AJ Styles comes running up into Elias's music room. Uh, says almost is back there trying to listen to his music, and uh, and you're interfering with that. Mm-hmm. Elias sort of looks at Riker and he clowns AJ for not getting the job done at TLC. Uh, AJ says, "Now, nah, man, we're going to go out to that ring, and I might break your fingers, so your career is going to be done early, and no one has to listen to you play." But before that match happened, we had Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke, um, and uh, yeah, uh, Dana Brooke is is improving in the ring. Mm-hmm. I do love. It's funny because commentary, like if a dullard like me has already noticed that Dana Brooke has solved the mystery of the elbow oh, pin, the arm stomp. This yeah. is like eight times now she's done this. They finally uh, caught on to it though. Commentary, I don't know, commentary still, <laughs> commentary, they still get surprised. Oh, she got out of it. But then uh, she never has a decent follow-through. She, no. she tries for the roll-up, but Shayna has scouted that already. Yep. And, uh, and in this situation, uh, she was able to drape that arm over the apron, do some joint manipulation, uh, whack Slam that thing there, yeah. Yeah. over the apron, and then she did some more. She was really bending that wrist all sorts of different mm-hmm. places. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. But uh, let's see here. Uh, Dana gets out of that uh, via jawbreaker, comes back with a one-arm lariat. She's staging a pretty good comeback, but uh, Shayna ends up choking her out. On the outside, Shayna goes after Mandy. Dana helps Mandy escape, tries to get her finish on Shayna, but that's countered. Uh, it's a really cool-looking spinning neckbreaker for two. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah, it was, I thought that was like that could that be a cool, cool finish. Move. That's a really cool move. <clears throat> uh, Dana goes up top, though, misses, eats a knee, taps out to Shayna mm-hmm. Baszler. And then after the match, as Mandy is checking up on Dana Brooke, Shayna sneaks up and puts Mandy in yep. the clutch. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, next, Alexis Playground. Um, she says she hasn't seen Bray since the Inferno match. Maybe he's waiting for Legends Night. He'd love to meet his hero, Hulk Hogan. She says Bray has been taking his vitamins and saying his prayers, though she doesn't want to, she'd want to know who he's been praying to. Ooh, says he could be waiting for Randy to, to come back to the playground. So she asked Mandy to, or Randy to come on down. So Randy's music plays, no Orton. That happens again. Uh, and then Orton finally shows up on the Tron in the Firefly Funhouse. So he walks in through the front to the door. And he's like, hey, you know, I know Bray's not here. I think I'd figure I'd take advantage uh, of the Funhouse being empty to look around. And so he sees Huskis, and he's like, oh, he goes and kicks him and says, oh, I thought he'd be heavier. Hmm. Um, and then he takes uh, Mercy, chucks Mercy into into Abby. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole time he's like, you know, you, you really think the Fiend is coming back. Um, and he says, well, if the Fiend does come back, he'll be he'll come back to nothing except you. And he says to show her how demented I am, I'm going to make sure that the Fiend has nothing to come back to. And meanwhile, he grabs Rambling Rabbit, rips his head off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alexa finally tells him to stop, uh, challenges Randy to meet her in the ring later. And uh, Orton says, oh, this is where the Fiend is supposed to return, huh? All right, I accept. He's got it scattered out. Uh, after that, we had a brief Charlotte interview with Charlie. She basically says, I'm betting on myself. Oscar comes in, says Nia isn't ready for Charlotte. Yep. Uh, after that, we had a pretty lengthy, pretty decent match between Elias and AJ Styles. Uh, we have our commercial cliffhanger with Elias taking Styles to the outside, throwing him into a post. He hits a meteora on Styles from the top rope, takes over. Uh, Riker tries to uh, so Elias throws uh, AJ out of the ring. Riker tries to get at him, but almost runs him off, and Riker falls to his butt. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, funny. Back in the ring, AJ sets up for a clash. Elias gets out of it. He hits a drift away. When's the last time anybody kicked out of a drift away? Feel like that's a pretty that's you, that's a pretty strongly booked move. I kind of feel like he's one more with the the elbow than the drift away, but I could be wrong. Uh, Styles kicks out of that, and then Elias eats a phenomenal forearm. They're AJ burying Styles. his finish. What can I tell you? They buried the finish, man. That drift away, strong stuff. Uh, yeah, but he eats a phenomenal forearm for three. Um, and then we get a recap from last Monday's Raw talk with Ricochet, very emotionally saying, "Yes, he doesn't want to be the people, the one people walk over anymore." Um, next, we had a really fun match between Ricochet and uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, before that, though, Ali with the promo says Ricochet needs to change. He's only one man. One man can't change anything. Says accept them as allies or accept the future of suffering. So Ricochet is off to a fast, st- fast start. Uh, Ali puts the brakes on that after tossing Ricochet into a turnbuckle. He goes on a run. He goes up top. Uh, Ricochet hits a couple shots. So Mia Yim... Shane Thorne, sorry, Reckoning and Slapjack get in the apron to distract the ref. Meanwhile, T-Bar, Dijak, Mace, Dio Madden toss Ricochet off the top rope into the barricade. And then Ali follows with a splash to the floor. Yeah. Go to commercial, come back. Uh, Ali has this great uh, draping uh, backstabber. Gets a two on that. Maintains the upper hand till uh, Ricochet escapes the suplex, pushes Ali to the corner, hits a back elbow kick. That flipping German suplex. Oh thing that was my insane. gosh! Ricochet won the freaking stretch strength, where he just did uh, all sorts of amazing athletic feats. There's that. He looks for a Benadrillers. Back gives out because Ali was working over the midsection. He finally hits it. 
he goes for the cover. Mace pulls Ollie out of the ring. So at that point, uh, Retribution surrounds the ring. And then within like 15 seconds, he does the following things. He DDTs Dijak right to the floor. That was so nasty. That was good. It looked like he, he kind of grazed the apron, about to spike his head directly I on the mat. I know, yeah. I know. Shane Thorne uh, eats a drop kick. Ricochet evades Mace. He drop kicks Mustafa Ali into the ring post. DDT's Mace to the floor. Uh, he tosses Ali back into the ring. He goes up top, goes for a 450. But doing all that stuff uh, allows uh, Ali to get a chance to recuperate. He gets the knees up, locks in the Koji clutch. Uh, Ricochet passes out. Afterwards, Ali grabs the mic, asks Ricochet when he's going to learn that he has no chance, but it'll give him a chance to erase all his regrets, the chance for a new beginning, tells him to join Retribution. Uh, Ricochet snatches the mic for him, says he's made a decision. I will not. I'm oh, sorry. I will. I will. He says, I will. I will. Not. Not. No, I was doing the, I was doing the, the, the pause there, the long pause. Yeah. I will. Not. Not join. Not. It's like he's watched uh, uh, Maury when he's doing the paternity test reveals. It's the, Borat. Is, it's the Borat bit. <laughs> he is not the father, that kind of stuff. Anyways, this suit he gets, is not gray. He, he hits Ali with a recoil, rolls out of the ring. Really fun uh, match. Yeah, no, I like I like this stuff, man. I think you know everybody's given it. They're all in this feud, um, so yeah, that, that that's cool stuff. They'll, they'll probably continue this storyline in the actual Rumble match. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we had uh, a Nia Jax interview with Charlie. I did not see what happened here. Can you sum this up here? Uh, she just said, "Yeah, I watched my interview out. from earlier." Charlotte's smart to be afraid of her. She's got New Year's resolutions too. It's one thing Charlotte mentioned. Uh, she's going to end Charlotte's climb the top, get the tag titles back where they belong, and enter the women's rumble, win that, and face women's champ. And then Shayna, who was with Nia, so they both leave. Shayna walks back in and says, "Yeah, that, I kind of like that last idea as well." Hey, hey, let me ask them. Let's back up a second. All right. Where do you think this Ricochet Retribution thing is going to end up? Well, you know, they should do. What if Ricochet tells Ali, "Listen, I will join you." But if I do, it's just you and me ditch these other losers because they suck. And he gives them an ultimatum. That's a hell of a tag team right there. If they It'd actually really focus team, them as a tag team, that would be a hell Wait, of a tag team. Remember the, those three weeks that Gable and Ali were a tag team? Yeah. They yeah. could have been a really good tag team too. Do I remember that? No, I don't remember that at all. I remember that. I remember when uh, when Ricochet and, and Cedric were a cool tag team that yeah. had a name on Twitter, but then they didn't have a name. Yeah, and then they had yeah. they had they <laughs> and then MVP it was two fly crew wasn't it? Yeah, and then MVP wasn't MVP. He wanted a rep. Shane Thorne and that big uh, Brendan Vink. Brendan Vink, yes. He wanted to rep them instead of the that lasted that was, a week. That was weird. That was yeah. so weird. It was really weird. A lot of weird. Uh, next, we had uh, Drew McIntyre. He's backstage. Uh, he's got an interview. Says he's excited for next week. Keith stepped up. Uh, he's what he's. That's what he's most excited about. He might not have been excited about what happened over the last couple of weeks. Keith Lee, that is. But he saw the look in Keith Lee's eyes. He's ready. Says it's time for Lee to prove what he can do. Says when Keith Lee is motivated, he can beat anybody in WWE except Drew McIntyre. On his best day. Uh, next, Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax. Nia was going after Charlotte's arm, the one she uh, kayfabe hurt mm-hmm. uh, six months ago, whatever. Charlotte boots her out of the ring. Uh, some, a lot of back and forth in the end, though. Charlotte looks for a figure four. 
Uh, Naya boots her off. Shayna tries to get involved for the second time. Asuka charges towards her. Um, and unlike last time, when Asuka hits Shayna with a, a spinning back fist, uh, Shayna kind of dodges and tosses her into the announce table. Meanwhile, in the ring, Charlotte's looking for a figure four. She locks it on. Shayna runs in, puts her in the clutch. So DQ, Charlotte wins. Uh, so they're beating up on Charlotte a little bit. Asuka comes in to make the save. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Hurt Business, Bully's another idiot. Uh, after that, Angel Garza has an interview with Charlie. Uh, and uh, she's like, so how would you describe? He's walking around just with a random flower, a rose. She's like, how would you describe your first year on Raw? He says, well, you know, the new year is almost, he said there's, he starts making sort of like, I guess, sexual kind of references. Like it's go up and then down and then I swipe left and right or something like that. And uh, he's like, but the new year's almost here. Maybe I'll introduce myself to one of the legendary female superstars next week. Uh, and then Charlie's like, okay, well, who's the rose for this week? And then he says, a gentleman never tells. And then right as he says that, the 24-7 division runs through and the rose gets all mangled. And then he gives the mangled rose to Charlie. And says, it's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. Uh, uh, next, they... it's really awkward. Well, towards the end, it was awkward, especially. So it's New Day and Matt Riddle backstage. Hardy walks in, congratulates Kofi. It was awkward. Xavier Woods on Big E winning the Intercontinental title. And Woods says, yeah, once we get our tag titles back, they'll take a picture of all three of them or raise their titles and touch tips. <laughs> yeah. That was and then Riddle says, hey, we got a we got a, a what a duo here, and everybody's like, no, there's four of us. <laughs> well, two duos, okay. So I had a name. Yeah, Woods Woods, tr- Woods tried to cover for him and say double duos, double duos. So he suggests the little bronies, and Woods is like, no, that's already taken. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know, bros and stallions and all that kind of stuff. So Woods then, oh yeah, says that's taken. Riddle suggests says uh, the positively hard bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's terrible. So it goes over like a fart. It's terrible. One of the ones that what what did Hardy come up with? Hardy came up with a funny one, I thought. At the very end. Yeah, he kind of mumbled it, yeah. One of them was uh what one of the what was the pancakes one? Baked pancakes. Oh, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> it good. It was baked pancakes. That's yeah, that was funny. actually kind of funny stuff. We'll that's kind of funny. That part's kind of funny. Uh then we get a eight man tag match, New Day, Riddle, Jeff Hardy taking on the hurt business. Uh, I kind of feel like Jeff Hardy should not be in the ring opposite Bob Lashley anymore because when he does, he just eats a, uh, a hurt lock. Yeah, Keith. Yeah, it's Jeff science Hardy, at this point, dude. Just just go to the go to the kayfabe whiteboard. Take your name out of anything near Lashley. Start start a race. Jeff, put your brother's name or something. You know. Yeah, all you do is eat hurt locks, dude. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. I was hoping, given that so Xavier Woods was sporting a Brody Lee armband. And at one point during towards the finish, this is clothesline. Yeah, he hit the and and Phillips called it the Harper clothesline. Um, And I and then he immediately gets a tag to Jeff Hardy, who hits a swanton. I figured that'd be it. But then Lashley comes in, breaks it up. And then Mm -hmm. we head to the actual finish, which was just which was really fun. Like everybody starts laying on everybody with knees and kicks and everything. It was a really fun. finish. But then in the end, Bob Lashley gets that hurt lock on. Jeff Hardy is not getting out of that. No chance. Taps out. That's at least the third time that Jeff Hardy has just found himself in that hurt lock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least the third time. Consecutively. Third time. Consecutively. It's been consecutive yeah. weeks. I think so. Yeah. Or at least three out of the last four. Uh, mm-hmm. So probably the low point of the show is next. Miz and Morrison are pouting in a stairwell. Well, hold on. After that match, though, this is kind of great. Riddle goes up to Lashley and d- drills him with a knee, and then the faces all run away laughing. 
they just took the L. And Lashley yeah, no. basically no sells the running knee. Yeah. But yeah, anyways. So uh, Miz and Morrison are pouting in a stairwell. Morrison tries to cheer up the Miz. Then Adam Pierce just rolls up and says, Hey, you two look miserable, almost as miserable as the Browns looked yesterday. Ouch. And then he just unveils that, that money the bank briefcase. Uh, and then uh, he says, You know what, Miz, you're right. Only the briefcase holder can cash it in. It's yours. So as of now, because of this, I'm a man of my word. I am now the interim host, the interim co-host of Going In Raw, Raw Recap Edition. Okay. So until we find a proper replacement for me, um, I will be the interim co-host. So send, send your resumes in, I suppose. Send your, your resumes in. Send your headshots. Your your, yeah, and your resume. And your resume. Um, we'll head up Billy Kay, maybe. She'd be interested. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I want to see some audition reels. Good. Uh, you know, at re- at real going in raw, so that me and you, I mean, because you're going to have a new co-host, assuming I mean, you're going to stick there's, around too. There's gotta be, well, that's a, that's a massive assumption, but assuming Big I F. do, it's got to be chemistry. There's got to be chemistry. Like I got to be able to to, to 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 work with this person. So Eat preferably off, chemistry. Get like a broom and then put like a picture of Larson's face on it, and then banter with the broom. There you go. If you can, if you can, if you can, if you, you have chemistry, the broom talking to a broom. I right? have less. I have less charisma than a broom. Should be a piece of cake for you. You should be great. You should, should be, be spot fine. on. Should Perfect. be fine. Anyways, this whole your mics. Whenever don't touch your mic. It's buzzing when you touch. Oh, dang it! Okay, don't touch your mic. I won't do that again. Um, um, so, anyways, this we talked about this extensively ever since it was. They kind of teased this is going to happen. This is this this is lame. Terrible. Um, it, this cheapens the whole money in the bank endeavor. It it's really upsetting. Maybe if it was on someone that was interesting or uh, booked strongly, like AJ Styles, I'd be more into it. But with the Miz, might the bank briefcase, I could really. It just, I just want my bank to be done with till till June or May when they do it again. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I just don't care. I don't care. I don't take Miz seriously. I don't. Care. I don't. I don't, dude. I, I, I am honestly. Here's my thing. It has less to do with Miz and and the cashing in stuff. You know what it is for me. I do not want to see another goddamn Miz TV ever. I am, I am so sick of it. It's so boring. It stops. Wrong. There was no Miz TV tonight, and guess what? wasn't a bad show. I mean, yeah, Miz's Miz's participation was what five minutes in total. Minimal. His match against Grand Metalik was short. Minimal. Fairly minimal. It 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 kills me that John Morrison is such a diamond in the. I mean, in in in. You know, he went out for what nine years, eight years, or whatever, and was the headliner at every promotion he went to. Uh, and he comes back to WWE, and they have him as basically Mrs. Henchman. And you see him in the ring, and he's still amazing. He still does really great he things. He might be better now than he was when he left. <laughs> I think you're right. I think he probably is. And it's like you see it every time he's in the ring. He makes everybody looks like a million bucks. He sells like a madman, and he's 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 a sidekick. It's terrible. It is terrible. It is terrible. We got our main, main event segment. Alexa Bliss. She comes down the ring, just does just waves out Orton. Uh, Randy walks out, asks where the fiend is. Alexa says it's not about him. It's about her. So she walks out of the ring, walks over to the timekeeper area, and there's a present sitting there, a gift. So she takes it, brings it in the ring, opens it, and inside is a gas can, same gas can that Orton used to light the feet on fire in a box of matches. So she walks up to Orton, puts those two things at her at his feet, 
kicks the box out of the ring and then challenges Orton to do to her what he did to the fiend and lays down the middle of the ring. He wants she wants him to light her on fire. Mm-hmm. So Orton doesn't do it. She gets up, takes the gas can, pours a trail from where Orton is standing to the middle of the ring. Uh, tells Orton, "I did the job for you. Now do what you did to the fiend." To me, then she lays down the small little puddle of gas, yells at him to do it. He doesn't. So she gets back up, gets the gas can again, pours a wider circle in the middle of the ring, and she just says, "You're not going to do it, are you?" Says, "You don't have the guts to do it. You're not sick or twisted or demented." Uh, but he's because uh, he, if he were, he would light that match. Instead, he calls him a little bitch. You're a little bee. And then, so Bliss then pours the entire contents of the gas can over her head. And Orton says, you think I won't do it? And he bends over and he picks up the box of matches. And Orton says, uh, I won't do it because I know you want me to do it. Uh, and she she wants to see the fiend. Maybe he will set her on fire. Maybe and lights start coming down. I guess all dark. And Orton lights the match. And he's illuminating his face in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And he's just standing there holding the match as it starts to burn down the matchstick. And then lights go off again. And then that was the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Or it cuts to black, I think. So there you go. There's Raw for the week. Uh, let's take some questions. I've got sure. a thread right here on the Patreon. Uh, first up. Uh, let's see here. James Fletcher, with even Vince paying his tribute to Brody Lee, do you think this proves there could eventually be a harmonious relationship between WWE and AEW? No, I think certain things transcend mm-hmm. um, business relationships. Yep. I mean, it, you know, it, this is a man's yep. life and a family. And Yep, uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Brew Crew Bomber with the sub. Thank you very much. And... Uh, Robert Channel says main roster Keith Lee can't have a great match. He literally does nothing that got him over. He was doing boring eighties big man matches now. Hard disagree with that one. Ooh, that yeah. that's a hard disagree for me. Um, I think Keith Lee is terrific. Uh Andrew Jocelyn. Um oh, sorry, that's that's more of an AEW question. We already sure. actually, Andrew, just hit up our friend O'Mailbag. For that, for the answer to that question from today, go. from the earlier show, and you okay. can hear okay. all our thoughts about Brody Lee. Uh, Tony V says Miz should uh, take some pre-match nugenics. <laughs> they, you know what? That does bum me out. I was I was listening to one of the Conrad episodes. I, it was from like a '94 something or other, '94 or '95. I don't know Survivor Series, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they were talking about how I think it was. I think they were talking about karate fighters, how they had sponsored uh, WWE yeah, for like yeah, about yeah. three years running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Pritchard was talking pretty extensively about how that relationship worked, why it worked, why they stuck around during those lean years, um, and all the WWE had to offer them. And it just made me think about, you know, how WWE would, they would go over and above, uh, above and beyond those with those sponsorships and integrate them into their program. Why don't they do the same thing with Nugenics? Nugenics needs to become like one of the official sponsors. Well, it's because I think Nugenics just buys TV. Time they do, through but I USA want to Network see. Okay, yeah, I want to see a more. You know, some of these guys. Oh, it's a Nugenics challenge. These guys have been on Nugenics now for six weeks. Let's see who can win in a real fight. All right, Raw <laughs> Underground sponsored by. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Bring it back. The you know Nugenics Underground. 
There you go. Uh, I think Jer Bear with the sub. Thank you very much. Says, Blake. I love you guys. Thank you very much. Blake Whitehouse says, who would benefit more from a run in NXT, Mustafa Ali or John Morrison? I mean, one guy is a leader of a faction. The other guy is a sidekick. If I, if it was, hey, Steve, send somebody to NXT, you, you choose between these two guys. It's Morrison. It is. I mean, could you imagine Morrison in takeover matches? It'd be great. Yeah. In there with Gargano or Champa yeah. or whomever. Ha Ha Jackson with some bits. It says uh, Orton punting Huskis was totally a reference to Orton punting Husky Harris, right? Husky Harris. Yeah, probably. Yeah. probably. I thought Orton's performance in the Funhouse was a lot of fun. I thought it was good. I thought, Pretty like, good. you know, they could have gone the way where he gets in a sweater and a collared shirt and does his own version of it. But I kind of like it's just hoodie Randy Orton rolling around punting. It's either, it's either hoodie and basketball shorts or ring gear. There's really no nothing else, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's but funny. It's almost, late late sorry, career Orton has found a, a hoodie version of himself. I know. But, like, this, I don't know, like, stream of consciousness delivery he had for everything. Like, you'd see it's something good. and you saw Huskis and it was believable that the thought occurred to him at that moment just to go kick him. Yeah, right. That it wasn't planned. Like from Florence's yeah. aspect, it was very convincing. Even yeah, I mean, he looks over at Abby and he sort of and he giggles. Yeah, he's good. It's like a little moment. It's yeah. great. It was great. Uh, Enforcer says Ricochet should start a faction and call it Distribution. <laughs> That's good. He, he, he should start a be import export business. Um, let's see here. Well, Eddie Brock's Venom just wants to know how our Christmas was. Oh. Thank you. Uh, it was Thank nice. You, Eddie Brock's very Venom. quiet. It was very nice. It was a lovely Christmas. It very was quiet. quiet. Thank exactly. you. Thank you. Yeah. Hope yours was good as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brew Crew Bomber. I missed part of the pre-recorded chat. Is Steve quitting watching Raw? To be determined. He's a uh, he's a uh, uh, back still on uh, interim basis. Yeah, I came back. I, I quit during the pre-show, and then I came back as interim co-host of the Raw recap for Going in Raw. I'm still full host of everything else, co-owner, but interim host of this show. Uh, Alex Foster with uh, how crazy and violent 2020 has been in the WWE. Assuming means, you know, men being lit on fire or whatnot. Am I at all wrong for believing we could see Drew stab somebody with that sword? If this was like June and he had that sword, it, it's possible to have seen somebody get impaled with it on, on the money in the bank rooftop. Yeah. But then again, if, you know, if all those reports about USA wanting a more adult, uh, dark, violent Still show. Could happen. Still could, Still, could Still could happen. Still could happen. Uh, Oops, sorry. It says it'd be cool if Scrap Iron, whatever the rules with Miz, cashing in with the rest during a backstage segment so uh, he doesn't get messed up doing it again. I think it'd yeah. be good for me just to so understand under what ground rules WB is operating with this briefcase. Uh, it's a sketchbook, their ground rules. I know, and it's frustrating. If you want me to to, 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 to buy into the, your world you're creating, then you got to have rules and you got to be consistent with those rules. Mm-hmm. And when I see, I understand you can make all sorts of, uh, uh, you can rationalize it any way you want. But if Scrapyard says the rule is whoever holds the briefcase has to be the one to cash in, mm-hmm. and then I go and look at Brock Lesnar's cash in, and Paul Heyman is the one who physically gave the briefcase the ref. Yes, I know he's the manager, his advocate, mm-hmm. has his proxy. I get all that. Morrison more or less does for the Miz too in this situation. He's going there at the Miz's behest to cash in. Yeah. Dan Barber, if Ricochet joins Retribution, do you think the story is going to be that he turned heel like Cedric or will it be like when Cena was in the Nexus, like an unwilling face in an otherwise heel faction? Maybe that's the most likely way it's going to go is that there's going to be some sort of ultimatum thing or Ricochet says, hey, listen, one more match and if I win, I'm done with you guys. Leave me alone. 
Otherwise, but if I lose, then I join. Yeah. Did he do the same? Did he do the same thing with uh, her business? Her business? Did he do yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'll be his that. thing. Him yeah. versus factions. Then it has to end in an ultimatum match. Uh, rattle-headed. The first Raw I ever saw started with the Miz TV. It wasn't a good oh, introduction. I'm sorry. Surprised you ever stuck around, man. Run away. Run away. Go watch Impact. Church Jackson. Why didn't Randy just burn down the funhouse? It would have been fun to see the purpose. Done before. Seth did burned it. to death. Yeah, Seth did that. He did that. Seth already did it. I like that he went there and kicked Huskis and just kind of tossed things around a little bit. I thought that he was He would great. have burnt up the piece of art that he liked. Yes, of him he did. burning he did. down a house. He did appreciate that. I like that, he that did, detail. Yeah. Exactly. Jorge D, what is something that everyone looks stupid doing in wrestling? Something that's around. Um, something everybody looks stupid doing in wrestling. I mean, so much of the enterprise pro wrestling is ridiculous. Yeah, it's like pro wrestling, like them doing pro wrestling. They kind of look stupid throwing punches. Like I don't know. I guess when it's like when the worked punches are not that terrific and you can totally tell that they're fake, yeah. they kind of look silly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bruza21 says, hey, Steve and or Larson. Hello. Hi. Hello. Uh, oh, this is a tough one. I don't know if I have an answer to this. I really don't. All right. And this is not, a, this is, I'm not joking here. Moses opposes. He says, what is your limit for separation between art and artist? He says, for example, I can't stand Riker, but don't feel the same about Riddle. Although many people do, which is fair. So they've both had a bit of extra. We always call them diplomatically extracurricular activities on the outside. Um, and I don't know that I have a good answer to that. Question. No, I don't either. I think it's, it's one of those things that's individual by individual. You can get different answers. It's, and it's not something that, I mean, you know, when I see both these guys, you know, uh, to, to varying degrees, um, and I won't really go into too much detail about that, but like, yeah, it, 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 it the bloom came off. I mean, I was a huge Matt Riddle fan. And the bloom came off a bit, you know, it did. Yeah. Um, Jackson Riker, I was always a fan of making fun of him. Um, and then when that, we you know, when, when I got to understand seemingly what he believes in, uh, I'd like to make fun of him even more. Just kind of to the point where I don't really want to see him on my TV. Like, hey, he'll always look like that guy to me. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and not review stuff and not, I don't know. It's, 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 it's not an easy thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. I don't know. I mean, I know everybody has their, like you said, it's up to the individual and I'm sure mm-hmm. plenty of comments will be, we'll start trying to get into the nitty gritty of things. And I have no interest in debating that stuff with anybody. No, um, it's, it's, I, a, it's a subjective thing where people have their opinions about things, and that's that. You know, mm, the, the yeah. debating gets not going to accomplish yeah. much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, rattleheaded, break up Miz and Morrison, bring Taya Valkyrie to WWE. Your contract's up soon, right? Uh, I don't know her specifically. I think probably. I thought I read somewhere that her contract was up. That sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Um. The Rain Trigger says, what homage to Brody or Luke Harper would you like to see in the Firefly Funhouse? I don't know. If, I, I mean, I, 
I don't know if that's something that would be appropriate for placement in the Firefly Funhouse. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's whatever Bray Wyatt, if he does decide to pay homage as part of the story, I'm sure he'll be classy about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's entirely up to him. I don't know that he'd feel comfortable doing that within the context of the Fiend character. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind, of a, kind of an out there character to do that. Yeah. Uh, Scooter says, can I have a share of the podcast, much like how Sinclair is getting a share of Bally's, considering that the Fox Sports regional networks are being rebranded to Bally's starting next year? Bally's? Bally's, like the casino? Yeah, that's what I thought. Really? Well, I mean, if you make an, if you make an offer, and it's, and it's a solid offer, we'll consider mm, it. Substantial. <laughs> substantial dog authority figure. It always bugs me how people just declare that they're entering the Rumble. How would you change this? Qualifiers or something else? There's too many spots to do qualifiers. Well, yeah, I guess not. They got a big roster. 30 um, qualifying matches. So you need to that'd have be entire episodes. Of, that'd be entire episodes of Raw. Yeah. You do need uh, your, your, your bona fides. Yeah. You I think have, it, should be like, it should be like the uh, the Motion Picture Academy of Arts and Sciences. You, you're a former uh, champion in any, any degree. You can just declare. You can just you're declare. You can declare. You declare. Yeah, you sure. have membership to the Rumble Club. You can declare and you can be mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. I mean, who's gonna that, say then, who's gonna say Bob Lashley shouldn't be in the Rumble? I know you can just tell Daniel Bryan no. Of course you're not. Who's gonna tell him no? So former champions, they uh, they they're they're in the club. If they want in, they're in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Uh, White Brownie should Oscar and Charlotte be booked like the two man power trip? They had all the belts at one point, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They so had. maybe if 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 there was a, a women's mid card title that for right now Charlotte could have, then maybe. But since mm-hmm. there's not, uh, Charlotte's not content just to be tag champ, you know? Yeah. Uh, this is a good question here. The Amazing Cole 87 says, uh, would it have been a better storyline for them to have Miz win the title at TLC and then do the storyline where he's not really the champion? They pull the title off him because... Morrison cashed in for Miz, therefore he was not a true participant. Would would that have been lamer than what happened here? I feel like that would have been lamer. It might have been lamer, but it might also have been more satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> and and they go over. They're like, not only are you not champion, you're fired. Yeah, so you're not even here anymore. He's like, what? Breach of contract. It says yeah. right here in this. Breach of uh, money in the bank contract. Joe Juarez, has this been the worst year for the treatment of the money in the bank? I don't know. When Sandow had it, that was pretty bad. When Sandow lost it, that was pretty bad. When Jack Thwagger had it, I don't think anybody cared. But at least I mean, he successfully cashed it, you know? It, it, they still yeah. treated the, the, the institution of money in the bank well, you know? Yeah. Um, bronze, when... Wait, no. Uh, yeah, when Braun had it. Yeah, he just declared. He just said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to face you in a cage match. I think when Braun had it, it sort of maybe jumped the shark. It did. Although when Brock got it back, it was great because he'd, he'd do the, the you know. The, the boombox thing, yeah. boombox, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Oh, man, great question from Church Jackson. What are your favorite season cliffhangers to TV shows? Wow. Lost always had really good cliffhangers, and then had that really crappy season, but their cliffhangers were solid. As yeah, hell. they're pretty solid. Uh, who shot Mr. Burns? Uh, oh, classic. I know you're not a Breaking Bad guy. Uh, well, I just but, haven't seen it yet. 
Yeah, but when uh, there is a pivotal moment in a later season when one of the main characters discovers the secret life of Walter White, and it's like, yeah, well, no, when the- Star Trek went to Mark Twain's time, yeah, um, the the two part Keith Hernandez uh, Seinfeld, <laughs> yeah, classic, classic yeah. cliffhanger, yes. Uh, Dr. Lipkin, what if Miz cashed in and then Morrison gave him a low blow as soon as the bell rung? Miz wins by DQ, but no title and no rematch. Well, if he'd done that at TLC, it wouldn't be a DQ because it was a TLC match. The better cliffhanger, the better Seinfeld cliffhanger is when George's wife died from the envelopes. Yes. That was a killer cliffhanger. That was good. Because they just, they just leave the hospital. They're like, yeah, you want to yep. go to the cafe? Okay. They just all shrug and leave. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Kinrana, my favorite part of the show is Lashley saying he'd win next year's Rumble to main event this year's Mania. <laughs> oh, Lashley. You know, I've seen him. I've seen him very comfortable on the mic before. I've seen him. Just not recently. I don't know what the deal with that is. I know. I'm going to win next year's Rumble. Or win this year's Rumble to win next year's WrestleMania. Uh, Scene Hawk, I think. I uh, just want to say Merry Christmas. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Rosie Knight says, Don't forget to go vote in the Texty Awards. We're up oh, for a major whoa. award. Yeah, totally forgot to mention that at the end of the show. We are up for two awards Best YouTube con- Content Creators on YouTube Wrestling and uh, Best Podcast, I think. Uh, so we'll put a link in the description. I'll put that big bold in the description. I want. I want to win this, man. I know you do. I want to win this. I want to crush everybody else. I don't care how nice they are. Wow. Anyways, that's gonna do it for us. Go vote. We'll put the link in the description. I'm gonna tell everybody here in Twitch chat to go vote. I'm gonna put the link up here now. Very well. Thanks for watching, everybody. Till next time. We'll talk to you later. Twitch chat, stick around. We're gonna make you vote. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.